This podcast is brought to you by Lacrosse All-Stars. Growing the game, one podcast at a time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Lacrosse Podcast, brought to you by Lax All-Stars. I'm Justin Skaggs. We'll be joined in a moment by my co-host, Rich. It was a ridiculous week here in Philadelphia, and we'll get into all of it. The uh, Swarm go on an eight-goal run to clip the wing. San Diego Seals beat Rochester Nighthawks 12-10 in the home opener. McIntosh goes on an absolutely ridiculous scoring spree, and the uh, Rock and the Swarm are getting set up for a rematch. So before we get into all the really testy subjects here in Philadelphia, let's take a word from our sponsors, Woodlack Sticks. Wooden sticks haven't died, they've just evolved. A hickory box across frame can still be used. It can play against plastic and metal, and in the right hands, it can win. When it's all said and done, and my stick-making days are over, it's humbling to think that my sticks will still be out there. As we are every week, I am joined with my co-host here, Rich, for the weekly recap. Uh, kind of a crappy week for Philadelphia. Let's get into some other stuff, and we'll, we'll, we'll pivot to that. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's let's start with with the great uh, the great start to the weekend in Philadelphia. Laxcon was here. Laxcon was here. Laxcon was absolutely phenomenal. It was yeah. a good time. I do think it was. Uh, well, I didn't have a booth for the first time in like fifteen years. Between style and strings and woodlacrossticks.com, I always have a booth and like. It was your first Laxcon, right? It was. It was. It was a hilarious video of him cheesing out on Lax All Stars, by the way. It was. It was an exciting weekend. There was a lot of stuff going on. But uh, yeah, I didn't get a booth, and I just kind of kicked it and walked around. And I saw that a lot of other people were doing that. And uh, you know, I think uh, U.S. Lacrosse definitely saw a little bit less revenue than they did in past years because it, it it's just it doesn't really make financial sense to go there. I mean, we can all just kind of go and kick it. Like that was so much fun. Just being like, oh hey, I want to go talk to that guy, and I I could because I didn't have a fifteen hundred dollar booth with like three thousand dollars worth of product in it. So I know, I know, I'm just saying that to someone who's never even been there. I was gonna the say, so you've yeah. never seen the other side of that annoying coin. I, this is my first time seeing any side of the coin. But yeah, it was I just here. Saw the coin. It was here in Philadelphia, and and honestly, going into the game, spirits were pretty high, and everyone was enjoying. Themselves. Oh man, yeah, it was, it was like, th- my first Christmas. It felt like. It was really funny. Like, yeah, moods going into the game were amazing. And then Santa and then came and he was snow. a total racist. Well, and, then it, and then it literally started <laughs> snowing. And Santa came down the chimney and, and said something racist. And, and ruined we're all, Christmas. And we're all looking around, like, crying into our hot chocolate. Like, what's going on, Mom? Why is Santa like this? It uh, was a weird weekend. Yeah, it was weird. All right, you know what? Let's, let's, let's just do this real quick. I'm going to run through the games. That makes sense. If you want to throw something at it, we'll be done with this in 30 seconds. Sure, and we'll right. talk about the meat yeah, and potatoes. There's some good stuff going on. All right, so uh, Georgia Philly... Uh, the number one team in the league came in and, and ran eight goals down the throat of the wings and leave us completely winless again. Well, yeah, but also um, we came back on a serious, you know, we made a serious comeback during that game. Um, oh, sweet. We do that every week. It's not working. Yeah, I mean, but we also did that against the best team in the league, so. Yeah, it's true. Um, so uh, Toronto, Colorado, uh, you had some thoughts on that. Yeah, that game was... Uh, that game was exciting. 11-10, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Toronto. it was a nice back and forth. It went down to the wire. Um, you know, Colorado's still still having a hard time out of the gate, but, that I mean, that was still a good show. That was that was a pretty exciting game. It's a rough start to the season, but it has a little bit more promise than somebody like, yeah, like, yeah. The, like the Wings do at this current point in time. Well, I mean, you know. Hey, what are you going to do? You can be a strong, defeated team. Sure. 
Um, New England and Calgary. Uh, New England 16, Calgary 10. Uh, Saskatchewan, Vancouver, those were two games that uh, had, had pretty decent point scores and pretty dominating offenses. Uh, and then San Diego, I, you know, slow clap for San Diego. That, that, you yeah. know what? That, that coast, it's great for the West Coast to have a team like that. And it's great to see uh, an expansion team you know, do, do so well hey man, they're not looking, the gate. They're not looking like an expansion team. I, I mean, I feel like, and honestly, that it's the same thing for the Wings. Like, they're not looking like expansion teams. They're looking just as strong as everybody else in the league right now. I disagree. Hey, somebody's got to lose a game. Like, I mean, everybody loses some of them. What, what, you know? Yeah, well, they have the same score that uh, we did at the last night tournament right now. And do you remember what, what place we had in the last night tournament? Um, there were a lot more teams in the last night tournament. Yeah, we had zero out of 120-something, or something, like some ridiculous number. Yeah, boom. I'm just saying, you know, it's, it is what it is. San Diego's uh, putting, up for the, putting up for their city and actually giving them something to watch. So, guys, I know that was a brief review. We'll give you guys some, 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 some thicker content next week. Actually, we probably won't because I'm going to Havana. Oh. For a much-needed vacation, and you guys will be hanging out with uh, the lovely Richard here solo. Hey. So, I can't say what you're going to get. It's whatever he's we'll, going to bring we'll turn to. On the, we'll turn on the heat lamps, and uh, we'll drag some palm trees in. It'll you know nice. what's really good about a podcast? No one can tell that your uh, headphones not plugged in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was wondering why I was so quiet in here. Plug this in. It, made, it made complete sense. I was wondering what you were doing. I couldn't tell why it was quiet, but it's peaceful. All right, guys, we're going to take two seconds and hook this dude up. All right, and we're back in it. Let's talk Ooh, about... That is nice. Yeah, oh, dude. Sound. What the oh. hell? I like, I like that you just you just went with it. You are just like, you know what? You know, I thought maybe... I am right levels. next to you. I thought I'm right you know, next to you. I you can still need. hear you. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so, the real issue with this entire week was the racist comment said over a loudspeaker to 16,000 people and... Was that on Bleacher Report Live? It was. Oh, Johnny, uh, shout out to Johnny Vegas. I actually just saw it on Instagram. He, uh, he reposted uh, the clip, and I was like, oh, man, I forgot it was on Bleacher Report. Luckily for the Bleacher Report crowd, they actually have their own commentary over top. Um, so maybe you couldn't hear it as well, but in the, uh, in the arena, all we had was the commentary. So it was, it, the mood there was a lot different. But, uh, yeah, you could hear it on Bleacher Report also. Let's, uh, let's get sincere real quick here. Uh, obviously, this is the city you and I reside in, and I'll furthermore, here, man. Yeah, furthermore, I, I think, I, I said a statement on my Instagram page, I know you've been vocal, everyone's been vocal, and what I think to be the only positive from the entire thing is the consistency of anger. Everyone is mad. You know, there's not your, your standard person coming out of the woodwork saying like, no, oh, you're blowing it out of proportion. I mean, those people are out there. Oh, you yeah. know, you can go through There's always, yeah, I was going to say. There's yeah, always but anybody that you would actually respect or care about isn't showing uh, a, 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 a disproportionate different difference from uh, you know, the common sentiment that that was both obscene, ridiculous, and as hypocritical as it was racist and ridiculous. Um I did hear someone say, oh, you don't ever want to see someone lose their job. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, you do. I was, you know, I was waiting to, to make my comment, but that's absolutely one thing that I disagree with. Um, it seems like a lot of, a lot of people, um, it, this seems to be the 50-50 issue, which I think tends to be, uh, seems to be a bigger issue is 
the disproportionate um, feelings about what repercussions for these behaviors should be. Um, and yes, this is a teaching moment. I think learning involves discipline also. So like uh, retribution would be you have to do diversity training. You have to learn from this and absolutely grow. Retribute uh, or discipline is you losing this position that you had. Yeah. Because for you to keep, to keep this job, that means that what you did was okay. No matter what training you go through, it means that someone can do things that are offensive to entire cultures of people and have nothing happen. Like, you going to a class because you did something racist is not you being disciplined. That's you doing the bare minimum. Honestly. I thought of a really great analogy the other day, and I've been saving it here because we, we have to make sticks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, we honestly, we... We talked about this over the weekend, but for the most part, I, I figured we'd have our, our forum here. Any job, any job at all, and any infraction, I'm not relating one to another, I'm just speaking on infractions. If you're a bus driver and you crash that bus, not only will you have to go to driver's classes to ever get to do anything in a vehicle ever again, you're also fired or at least, crashing that bus. Or at least suspended for a good amount of time. I think you're fired. You crash I'm, a hey. SEPTA bus and it's your fault. Oh, and yeah. It's blatant, hey. You're done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're, you're done. Blatantly, if, you're you, if you're texting and you crash your SEPTA bus, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no. So, like, it, it's not like a oops, like, you know, something, like someone uh, ran a stop sign and I didn't hit the, you know, it's not like a oops, like it was, it was an honest mistake. That's like, what were you honestly thinking? You weren't, or yeah, you like were, either way, you're 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 there to. No one else should have to go through that when they're forced to. You're the person in charge of their experience. Let's let's make a a, a non analogy and say that same SEPTA driver just said something equally as racist yeah. over the loudspeaker. He's also fired. Yeah, he's also fired. Yeah, it's about the position of power. Like uh, everyone in that arena was was. I mean, we could walk out, but that means that we just got robbed. Someone, someone forced us to pay money and then leave an uncomfortable situation that we were forced to. No, that's, that's entirely the point, you know? Yeah, it is. You guys uh, in the stands heard a lot more than I did. So after LaxCon, I was just exhausted and I'm like, you know what? I bet you if I just walk out this door right now, I could be in my pajamas folding laundry, petting Dumpster Cat and watching this game on Bleacher Report live on my laptop while playing Super Smash Brothers. And you know what? I gotta tell you, Rich, I was having a great time. I was really enjoying I it. Apologize and I apologize. And I just got a text. I yeah. was gonna say, man, I like, I, it's funny because we were, you know, I was in the, and it was, it was, it was LexCon, so it was awesome. I, I, I felt like I was in a, and so, you know, unfortunately we couldn't get our, our tickets um, in the wing section. So we ended up in the Georgia Swarm section. So immediately, you know. Shout out to Big Rob. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Big Rob, England's finest. Um... <laughs> So, so we're, we're sitting in the Georgia section and, you know, get a couple of beers in. Uh, and it's funny because we're with people from all over the country and, you know, uh, Rob's from out of the country. And we're in the Georgia section, too. And I'm sitting, like, a couple rows away from the Thompson Brothers' father. And we're just like, oh, man, this is going to be hilarious because I'm going to talk trash. It's Philadelphia. And so, you know, we're all chirping. And then, you know, the first comment I hear is, is about the shampoo. Yeah. And... And we kind of look at each other, and we're just like, what? That was weird. And then it just, like, you kept, it kept persisting. And then it got awkward, and we're just looking around like... And, and, and not even just we're looking around. I'm uncomfortable. Everybody's looking at me like, what's going on? Because this is my city, you know? And I'm like, 
I forgot. That's 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 not abnormal, honestly. Like we have to just be real about it. This stuff is not abnormal. It happens all the time. And and us pretending like it's it's a one off is is what normalizes it too. Mm. So like yeah, it was it was all around uncomfortable. And I'm glad, you know, the wings and apparently he's not announcing for the Flyers either. I don't know. Either he way, not be announcing for the Flyers. I, I just feel like there are there's a, a large native population and even in general, it's not just about like the native population. It's about our interactions as people in general. Like, you know, if, you know, we, we are our brother's keepers, honestly. Like, we're, we're all supposed to stand up for each other. And, like, that's, that's kind of the point. It's like you don't want to normalize anyone being treated this way or everybody can get treated that way. What I'd like to, to point out to anybody who is looking at this from an outside perspective, whether you agree with what the Wings did in the firing or not, there's something to chew on. And I think it's uh, something we can all kind of, like, just sit with this for the rest of the day after you hear this. The Wings announcer said something. And then people in the crowd started saying even worse things. So what does what what is that? I want to break that down. That is, as Rich said it earlier, that is the normalization of racism. So someone said a ridiculous comment. And what was the response? It was a lot of people showing their true nature and taking the opportunity thinking they were around like-minded folk. Yeah, I mean... So when you're walking around the streets, you know, it, it's... Take, just take that. I, I ask people this all the time, and it, it really makes them uncomfortable. How many, how many people in the world do you think are good people? You know, how many people... And, and then, you know, you go one step further. Like, how many people would you let watch your kids? Now, how many of those people are in an age bracket where they're even qualified to do so? Take that and, and, and chew on that and then consider, how many people in the world need some education and need some perspective outside of their own, you know, bubble. And then take into consideration, how many of those people are you going to actually interact with? They're, they're around you all the time. And especially if you're a white man, you know, you're, you're never going to interact with them in the way that they interacted with the players from Georgia because they, it, it's, it's not going to trigger that response. And above and beyond, if you're in the middle of a bank and there's 20 people waiting in line on a busy Friday... You know what I mean? Those people are still in line with you at the bank, but the bank teller's not telling everyone, hey, this is what we're doing. Everyone, you know, let your, your racist flag fly. It's, it, there, there's really not a whole lot to be taken away from that other than the realization that if you're not aware of it, here is a stark reality check that it that is, right beside you. it's literally, it's, it's buying a bushel of bananas and a loaf of bread behind you at the grocery store. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's seldom that you get this kind of an example of how normalized it is and how once a group of individuals think that they're in, you know, a safe zone for that kind of action, how quickly they turn to it. And again, think about it like, and I, I want people to take this away from it. The positions of power are so important. The normalization of it. So, you know how when you go to all sporting events and at the beginning they tell you uh, none of that will be tolerated? I mean, over the loudspeaker it says you can't, you can't say racist things, you can't say things about people's religion, you, like certain behaviors will not be tolerated. When the announcer is saying those things, yeah. of course the fans can say them. It's tolerated. I mean, and that, like, that, I don't know, I, I feel like it's, it's kind of that simple. Can't be, can't happen. They say at the beginning, you're supposed to get kicked out if it happens. 
and they announced we did it. Well, Rich, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do this, and I know you've done it in the past. Guys, there's no way that this solves anything, but uh, apologies don't really come from too many places. So as a person who like, you know, hangs their hat in Philadelphia and does their trade in Philadelphia, I apologize for Philadelphia and how they interacted, and I apologize for not only um, the announcer, but the people who said it, because those, and, and granted, they may not even be from this city, but the people in this city didn't throw their beers at them and, and you know, hit them, hit them with their shoes. They didn't get run out of the, they didn't get run out of the stadium. And I don't think, honestly, I, I don't, I don't think the Wings did a good enough job uh, initially coming out. And, and owning it. And the first person who owned it deliberately was the guy who ended up losing his job. That, that's, that's, that's really not a good showing for the organization. So I, I don't work for any of these people, but you're not gonna get a sincere apology from most people in Philadelphia. So I, I'm sorry, and I honestly, I'm embarrassed that the city acted that way. Yeah, it feels like, uh, it feels like I invited people over to my house and my oh, roommates yeah. uh, acted a fool. Oh you know? yeah. And I'm just like, Wow. I Actually, think even more than it feels like you invited your, your weird uncle over and he, he had a MAGA hat no, on. No, no, no. Actually, it, it reminds me of that time that I invited you and, and Kumar to the to my friend's birthday party. Remember that? Oh, they tried to whoop our yeah, asses? Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. Sweet party. Is, yeah, this is the worst. This <laughs> worst. And, yeah, no, this literally, I, I, was, I was as embarrassed. It was that uh, embarrassed. And I was like, I want to fight everybody here. Dude, <laughs> Kumar was in my house the other day bringing that up. That's uh, funny. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, is, it is embarrassing and, you know... Uh, it, it's it's just a general apology and an acknowledgement yeah. that it's not cool. And everyone who's out there who's who's upset, totally valid. You know, you don't need me to validate your anger, but you do. It does help to know that you're not alone. I mean, I've been I've been pissed for like, honestly, I'm gonna level with you. The players on the wings weren't the ones who were the problem. Oh no, but, not at all. So like, I can respect that, but I I don't know, man. It did sully it. It did. It's only their first return and season. Honestly, like, a, and that's the thing. Like it, the, it was a bummer. great game. It was such it was a, a great good weekend. Game. It, it was, was a great game. Yeah. It was a great weekend. The Wings put on a great performance. Big Cat came out strong. Yeah. I mean, like honestly, shout they, out to Kevin Crowley. You really yeah, did a good really, job. Really, they Georgia really just won this game, and I know they went on that. They went on that serious run, but the Wings came back. It was a great game, and it was just tarnished with with a couple stupid comments. But we we should pivot. We shall pivot. Um, well, actually, I don't know, man. We've been talking for some time. We're going to try to keep this podcast short. Why don't you keep your interview for next week, and maybe we could follow up. Oh, yeah. That works out perfect. Yeah. Why don't you... Uh, so, next week is a solo Rich show. I don't know. Is that well, like, like a that. cool sound effect? Uh, you know, I'll work on it for next show. Hey, hey, uh, Joe. Can you uh, can you edit in the Rich show next week? That's a new thing. Whenever you're alone, you're just okay. going to hear my voice in the background. Yeah, guys. Let's wrap this up. Um, we're going to go ahead and cut it here. And it was a weird podcast, but it was also a weird week. So tell them what you got going on next week, and we're going to cut this short. Uh, next week, we got a sweet interview with Jovan Miller, Jovi Nation. Peace. See you next week. <laughs>